Hey, what's up? It's Dr. Mike T. Nelson here with not another fitness podcast for fitness geeks only. And this week we are talking again about uh, metabolic flexibility. And we're going to take a deeper dive into uh, the different fuels that your body uses for exercise. Uh, Side notes that's also related to body composition. And the main framework for that we're going to talk about is Metflex or metabolic flexibility. Now you can go back and listen to all the way back at episode two, where I talked about just kind of the basic concept of metabolic flexibility. And then in episode four, I talked more about the framework of metabolic flexibility. Um, today, we're just giving you an intro that's a little bit more expanded into a couple other fuels that I didn't really talk about before. So metabolic flexibility, as you probably already know, it's how your body can actively switch between the use of carbohydrates and fats. And I'd say that is definitely still correct, but it's a little bit simplified. We can add in some other fuel sources such as ketones and lactate to the mix and we will then redefine metabolic flexibility as how your body kind of switches through different types of fuel sources and also why this is important. So as we talked about before, we want the ability to use carbohydrates because we want to fuel exercise to the highest capacity. And most people are gonna consume a diet that has carbohydrates in them of course, not everyone. I know like the carnivore diet's pretty popular now and keto, different things like that. But in general, most people are going to be consuming carbohydrates. So teaching your body to oxidize or to use carbohydrates to their highest degree is going to be a benefit. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have the use of fat as a fuel. And metabolic flexibility is how do you switch back and forth between carbohydrates and fat. And as I mentioned, we'll toss in a lactate and also ketones. So real quickly, most people when they hear the word lactate, they think of lactic acid. And while lactic acid is a real thing, pretty much instantly lactic acid disassociates into lactate and then hydrogen ions. So coming up later this week, we'll talk more in detail about lactate as a fuel, the pesky hydrogen ions, and what you can do to actually use lactate as a fuel and try to eliminate some of those pesky hydrogen ions as best you can. So lactic acid gets disassociated into lactate, which gets used as a fuel, and then the hydrogen ions, which are responsible for that burning sensation if you've ever done any high rep work, or you can do a lactate test on a Concept2 rower. Different methods, you could do a 30 second, a 60 second, or you can do a peak lactate and hold, which would be about 180 seconds. So about three minutes. And that is absolutely brutal. Within about 60 seconds or so, you'll hit peak lactate levels and then you wanna to try to hold that power as best you can, that output, for another two minutes. And your body is gonna produce a lot of lactate, which I said gets used as a fuel, 
But of course, you're producing a lot of those pesky hydrogen ions, and that does not feel good at all. So when we talk about metabolic flexibility on the carbohydrate end of the spectrum, I would put the quote-unquote byproduct there of lactate on the same end. So these are both very high energy fuels. They are used for speed and power. And lactate itself, as I mentioned, is actually used as a really good fuel. Now, your brain really prefers lactate. That's some of uh, Dr. George Brooks's work. Uh, the cardiac cells love lactate. A muscle will use lactate quite a bit. Some super cool exercise studies where they had people exercise with one leg at a time. So doing very high reps, trying to produce a lot of lactate and hydrogen ions. And what they found was that some of that working muscle could uptake some of the lactate. But the other muscle that was not really being worked, they did this as a unilateral leg exercise where you're just exercising one leg at a time. Lactate is moved around to other muscles as kind of a sink and they will also use lactate then too. So on the carbohydrate end of the spectrum, we've got carbohydrates we've talked about, and then the byproduct, so to speak, is lactate. So if we run this process called glycolysis, just think of it as carbohydrate metabolism, and we spin that really, really fast, a byproduct is going to be lactate and hydrogen ions. So you can think of lactate as the byproduct of the high-end use of carbohydrate metabolism. On the other end of the spectrum, we can think of ketones as kind of the byproduct of very high use of fatty acids as fuel. Now, you do not necessarily have to be ketogenic in order to be using fat as a fuel, but if we put you on a ketogenic diet, so we dramatically drop your carbohydrates to about 50 grams or less per day, and we give you a fair amount of fat, we keep protein kind of low to moderate, we want insulin to be on the lower side, and if we do that, we're gonna flux and move a whole bunch of fatty acids as fuel. And one of the, quote, byproducts of that from the liver is a production of ketone bodies. So the three ketones we produce are uh, acetone, acetoacetate, and beta-hydroxybutyrate. You don't really have to worry about those per se. Uh, BHB, or beta-hydroxybutyrate, is the main ketone body that is produced as a fuel. This is primarily set up initially for starvation conditions. If your body is not exposed to a fair amount of food, your insulin levels are gonna drop really low, or if you just, in modern society, are doing a very long extended fast. And when they do that, we are pushing you really hard towards that fat spectrum end. So using a lot of fat, insulin is very low since you're in a fasted condition, and that runs a lot of fat through the body, through the cells, and especially the liver. And as I mentioned, the byproduct is ketones. So if you've ever measured your ketones as you're doing a longer extended fast, you'll see that they go up and up and up. Now we don't really have to worry about kind of clinical pathologies or what's called uh, diabetic ketoacidosis in healthy people, because we do have a small amount of insulin that's still produced. 
and that will prevent ketone levels from becoming super high um, even if someone is doing a very long fast. So for today, we just wanted to intro a little bit the concept of metabolic flexibility once again. And this week we're going to talk about the expanded version of that. We're going to have one day on fat, one day on carbohydrates, one day on lactate, and then one day on the ketones. So we'll take a little bit deeper dive into those. And again, this week I'm working to keep the episodes a little bit on the shorter side, uh, but I wanted to give you some more background on the overall concept. And typically I talk about metabolic flexibility as only between carbohydrates and fats. And while those are the main fuel systems that are used by the body, uh, the byproducts we can now kind of add into this conversation of spinning through tons of carbohydrates <clears throat> will be spitting out more lactate and hydrogen ions. And then on the other end of the spectrum, when insulin is low and we run a ton of fat through the system, We'll also spit out a bunch of ketones at that point. So if you've enjoyed these conversations on metabolic flexibility and you want a lot more information, check out the Flex Diet. Go to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com. And I've got a whole certification there set up around the concepts of nutrition and recovery. We talk all about carbohydrates, we talk about ketogenic diets, protein, and it's in a complete system so that you can then do work with your clients related to nutrition and recovery. We give you all the information that you need, and it's set up in a very cool system that's like your choose-your-own-adventure for nutrition. So not only will you feel confident to help clients with nutrition and recovery, we give you a system of how to specifically do that and make it flexible enough to handle each client's individual needs. So check that out at flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com. You'll be able to get on the wait list there, and that'll be the best way to find out when it's launched. Uh, right now, we're currently doing it for open enrollment about four times a year. So check it out. Wake me when the show starts. It's already been on a while. Uh, wake me when it's over. 